Hello, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is a pedophiles episode. Before I get into this, if you are triggered by any type of sexual abuse, sexual abuse including children, um, especially children since it's called pedophiles, please click off of this episode right now. This is probably the most descriptive and unsettling and most disturbing thing that I have researched into and um, I just don't want anyone feeling like they're in danger when they listen. Um, The reason why I chose to talk about pedophiles is because they need to be stopped. They need to be exposed and um, um, in particular you might know somebody that actually listens to this band and maybe you could say oh well that person is a pedophile maybe you should stop listening to their music sort of stuff i don't know it's just i want people to know who's good and who's bad in this world and anybody who exploits a child for sexual gratification and control needs to be exposed and needs to be talked about no matter how uncomfortable it is because there are children out there now suffering from abuse like this and maybe even worse and I don't want to be the one that chooses not to say anything and turns a blind eye so if this is not for you feel free to listen to my other episodes and but um i feel like it it takes a certain type of person with a certain type of hatred for uh pedophiles in order to listen to stuff like this and i guess that's me because I, I just want people to be aware of it. And if I don't talk about it, who will? You know? <laughs> Links will be down in the description below on how to reach me. Feel free to say hi, (laughs) Um, and thank you very much for listening. (laughs) So we are going to be talking about Ian Watkins, the lead singer of Lost Prophets. So um, I was actually not at all interested in investigating in this until I ended up going on to, um, I think his name is Penguin with a Z and then a zero. (laughs) Penguin's zero or something like that. And um, he started talking about the most evil celebrity in the world or something like that. He does a certain series about the most evil people. And um, he started talking about Ian Watkins. And I was like, okay, so I really need to talk about this guy because we've talked about Dan Schneider, we've talked about, um, what's his name? 
Josh Duggar, and we've talked about Davi Vanity. We've talked about many people on the pedophiles. I don't think we have gotten this deep in any of those episodes compared to this one that I'm about to talk about. So, Ian Watkins was the lead singer of the band The Lost Prophets. His early life consisted of an ordinary childhood born into a family that was wholesome and loving. He had a father who passed away early in his life, and his mom met and married John Davis, who uh, took Ian in like his own son. This man was also a pastor, or a priest, I think, which... Unfortunately, I don't want to accuse the man of doing anything, but abuse has to start somewhere. So, he, he, yeah, possibly. He did well in school and was popular, especially with the girls. Ian was obsessed with becoming a rock star. And he and his friends formed a band called Aftermath in 1991. Two years after they broke up, Fleshbind was formed after that, and the band started to get much more recognition uh, than before, but the lead singer left. The band had many disagreements and fought a lot, and Ian left the band and went to pursue uh, his own dreams. Along with, I'm sorry, along with his friend Lee. And uh, they soon formed Lost Prophets, and that became the band that started Ian's downward spiral. <laughs> they started playing shows all over Wales, and then they were able to play all over the UK and gained recognition. Within two years, they had a fan base, and they were signed by Visible Noise, a record company. Two weeks after the signing, they released their first album. <laughs> Four years after releasing The False Sound of Progress, they released their second album, Start Something, and sold over 400,000 copies that were also massively popular in the U.S. as well. They released The Liberation Transmission in 2005, The Betrayed in 2007, and Weapons in 2011. Their online presence was also huge on MySpace, and um, yeah, it MySpace was on the climb, and Ian coined the phrase Mega Lols, like laugh out loud, I guess, I don't know, uh, which is still used today, and um, appeared on their merch. Last three album cycles, Ian's life turned darker and darker. Anyway, Ian always boasted about being straight edge and having the band be drug free. They had a very sober lifestyle. They didn't go to parties or drink or anything like that. They wanted to set a good example for, you know, the younger generation that they were, uh, that the band was kind of attracting. So they had seven years of touring, display completely sober lifestyle. Ian abandoned his values and started using his fame to victimize others while abusing drugs. His bandmates have been quiet about the situation since his conviction. After their second album, he started using drugs, cocaine, and meth. Um, Stuart Richardson, the bassist, explained that the band couldn't stand him when he was using, and he described how Ian would have his own dressing room away from the band. It got to the point where none of us could stand being in the room with him. From 
day one, he always rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, but I personally thought it was my problem and not his problem. I was like, am I jealous of this guy or something? It wasn't because I thought he was what he was. There was no inkling of that. He was just so fucking arrogant. But at the same time, I thought he was just playing the part. And he kind of was as well. I always felt a little fucking weird about it all, but at the same time, I just thought he was just being a rock star. And his brand of rock star was the douchey kind of rock star. But still, rock stars are douchey sometimes. It's all part of the fucking circus. Maybe in this climate, the douchey kind of rock star uh, wouldn't fucking fly, but it did in 2000, and there you fucking go. It didn't reflect uh, what we thought in 2000 we learn as we go on in society. So before I go on, I just want to say my source does come from not only Penguin Zero, but also um, Dreading Crime and Psychology, if you guys want to... Uh, watch that documentary for a lot more information. Um, that's where I got all this information from. But every band member swears that uh, the only illegal activity he had or they had witnessed was Ian's drug use, which they had actively tried to put a stop to. Each member recalls having multiple interventions and pushed him to sobriety and truly were afraid that he would die from his drug use. Even on stage, he would have trouble singing the correct words. He wouldn't show up at all. An intervention would be done. He would go to rehab and get better, and then he would go right back into using again when they started touring. Yeah, that dude did not want to get better, I feel like. I mean, I would say it is hard when you have an extreme addiction like that. You do fall back sometimes. You do relapse. But... I feel like since everything else I haven't talked about yet, I just feel like he just didn't want to get better. But there was a time when a band member recalled when Ian uh, was clear-headed, no trace of any characteristic of drugs being in his system. They went on Warped Tour and they were crushing it. So then one night he told his bandmates that he was going to hang out with a friend the band all knew. An hour later, they see her, and she doesn't have any clue of what they were talking about. Ian wasn't hanging out with her at all. He ended up going off with some girl doing a ton of drugs. The band threatened to kick him out multiple times, but never did in fear of the band uh, not having uh, any success without Ian's, you know, voice. So basically, they just put up with his bullshit and refused to get involved with his habits and distanced themselves from him. In 2004, Ian started to groom and assault his underage fans, according to his bandmates. They think that it started shortly after he started using drugs. Because they never witnessed anything that he did sexually. Um, He had always had relationships. None of his girlfriends ever looked like they were younger than 18. So, I would say that all the years that they've been touring with this guy, they've never really caught him doing anything uh, questionable to a younger girl. 
I could say that's possible because they've distanced themselves. They don't really want to get to know Ian anymore because of how he turned into this drug addict. So I can understand, like I can, it is a possibility. It is a very heavy possibility that they never knew at all what Ian was doing behind closed doors with children. But I also know that it is show business and sometimes in order to get what you want you have to stop talking about the things that are disturbing you in order for you to climb up the ladder. So it could have been both ways. Because I will say addicts or even people who victimize children hide very well. They are able to hide very well, especially if they're very careful with it. Um, it's not unheard of for other people to be very surprised that someone in their life has done something like this and not know. Um, just because I do feel like abusers are very good at hiding. And that's something that um, I feel happens a lot more than we expect it to. Um, but I also think um, it is possible that they knew and they didn't say anything. Okay, let me give you a break from this uh, no, crazy great. shit. So, so here yeah. is my. Will you stop? You stop. <laughs> <laughs> here is a message from my sponsor. So let's just go to that right now. The crowds consisted of schoolgirls, and many of those girls were back. He started using his fan base for his own sexual desires, bringing a new girl backstage every night, each getting younger and younger. He loved the fact that they would glorify him and treat him like a god, and he delighted in seeing how far they would let him go. Ian met a 16-year-old fan, had a brief conversation with her, he found out that she was a virgin. And he was excited to take her virginity. Uh, he dressed her in a schoolgirl uniform, recorded the act without her knowledge, asking her if she enjoyed being his underage slut. So, warning, this is disgusting. So, um, skip if you really don't want to hear it, because he then urinated on her face and told her to drink it. That's... That's awful. The interviewer even noticed uh, his attention to his young fans by how he interacted with them. So uh, when they were interviewed and he interacted with fans, uh, the this interviewer in particular kind of thought it was a little odd how he interacted with the young girls. So. She also witnessed girls no younger than 13 dressed uh, provocatively in order to gain his attention. Um, the interviewer even recalled a group of girls offering to worship Satan if he also, if he so much as asked. 
So, okay, um, that sounds to me like witchcraft, um, just because I do know that there are spells out there that can make someone, how do I say this? There are spells out there that can make people see others as godlike, uh, like a form of worship or a form of praise. Um, I know there are women out there that actually put their period blood in their husband or boyfriend's food in order for them to be dedicated to them. Um, I don't know what uh, he did in order for them to be so um, enamored with him to the point where, oh, we'll worship Satan for you. Maybe that was just something that kids said because back in the day, back in the 2000s, it was it was funny to make Satan and devil jokes like that, and I, I don't know. I just find that, to me, something in the spirit is going on as well, not just in the physical form, I feel like. Uh, and as I keep going on, uh, you'll understand why I think there's a lot more spiritual things going on other than just sexual things, because... The amount of attraction these women had towards him in order to do the things that they did had to have been just touching the edge of the place where it separates physical from spiritual because you can't you can't be doing this without being demon possessed, I feel like. I went onto fan forums and saw girls saying, I wish I was younger, you would like me more, and I wish I could give him anything he wanted. They were about 16. The industry knew about it and didn't care. They knew this was an issue and did nothing about it. Ian would brag about the young girls he had slept with, telling escorts he had hired as well as girlfriends that he had slept with a 14-year-old on tour and then claiming it was a joke. So, yeah. Um, the elite in the industry do not care about children. Let's just get that out of the way. The industry ain't gonna do shit about children. If the children is being- if children are being abused and the industry gets uh, knowledge of that, they're gonna be like, can I join? Basically. They don't care about your children, they just want to be able to victimize them as much as they can to control them and be sexually gratified and a whole lot of other shit that I'm not allowed to talk about. So he forced girlfriends into roleplay where they talked about getting married, having kids, and then killing them? Oh, that's lovely. That's just a fun, you know, future <laughs> together. You just want to kill your kids after you get married. That's so fucking twisted. After he successfully drugged uh, the other party, they would also be conti continuously videotaped every sexual encounter including with babies. So some of the forums also uh, said that it's all true about him molesting kids. 
This poor excuse for a man disgusts me now. I used to know him and I'm ashamed to say loved him till I found out the truth about him. If more of us came forward, we'd get this pedo where he belongs away from kids for good. He used to frighten me with his talk about what he wants to do to babies, not just girls, baby boys too. I wish I'd done something when I had the chance. Uh, boys or girls, Ian uh, pays his sluts to let them fuck their kids, even takes pictures and videos of these kids. <sighs> the stuff about him messing with kids is t uh, true too. Anyone he goes with who has kids has um he's either done stuff to them or tried to it happened to a friend but uh sorry he scared her into not doing anything about it because of other illegal things they'd done together unfortunately i concur i knew of at least one skank who was obsessed with ian that uh, she actually gave him her daughter uh, to use use your imagination for the rest of the disgusting details. Uh, un yeah, unfortunately, yeah, all of this uh, stuff is true, and I'm having a hard time reading it now. Um, Ian is a kitty fiddler. Uh, he has a child porn for from Russia on his computer, and on flash drives. Fact. Lots of girls and women who have sense don't want anything to do with him. The guy is a loser. Everyone has had a lucky escape. Or everyone who has had a lucky escape from him. He's evil. Um, just nasty, twisted, sick, and evil. Manipulative game player who spreads lies about everyone else to disguise the fact that he is a lying sick psychopath fuck who needs locking up. All the statements about mothers pimping out their children were true in at least two cases. The real number of victims are probably much greater than we expect because as far as we know he has victimized multiple people and some of them probably have not come forward. So I apologize, I know the first half, uh, you could probably hear children in the background playing. Um, there's kids outside, it's a nice day, or a nice fall day, so, um, I can understand why they're outside, but I just don't feel it right to, uh, <laughs> record this while you guys hear kids in the background, that's just disturbing, so I'm gonna change rooms real quick. Hopefully this is soundproof enough. So now we're going to be talking about Joanne, who was his on-again, off-again sex worker uh, girlfriend. She was a sex worker at the time. Um, and she said that the number of girls who flocked to him she thought was very strange and also thought it was a bit normal for the music scene that he was in. She was used to backstage situations but nothing prepared her for this. Uh, she never saw anything that she uh, deemed inappropriate either. So they were on and off again dating from 2006 to 2008. Um, she broke up with him after he confessed that he had sex with multiple underage girls. She was horrified and went to the police 
um, that same night, but they wrote her off as a jealous fan or a petty ex. So in this situation with, um, the police and Joanne, this went on for a span of four years before they were able to do anything about Ian. So, uh, the investigation was shut that same night. They, there was no action taken, nothing at all. Um, she told Ian this and he laughed. So she basically accused him and he laughed like, um, it was like he was getting away with everything. He became so much more confident that he wouldn't get caught. So, uh, he was right since it took a few years until the police took this seriously, even after given evidence. A year after the report, Joanne and Ian met up again and started having sex again. Um, she was under the impression that the cops were investigating the case and found nothing. She had been wronged of course. She considered the possibility that she got it wrong. That's why she went back to him. So she apologized to Ian and he forgave her. Ian shows her a video of a child being sexually abused along with photos. She wasn't wrong uh, and she finally uh, realized that her instincts were correct. Uh, It made her ill seeing the content and went back to the police with her computer and phone. She reported him as a pedophile and told them that he had sent her uh, the cops. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, they, she, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, she just told them that, you know, he had sent her this stuff. Basically, that's why she brought the computer and the phone um, to the police and the cops, turned her away once again and told her that she was just a crazed fan. She wrote to his mother, letting her know about her son's actions, and his mom accused her of harassment. Um, She was taken in for questioning, and they believed that her accusing him of pedophilia was much worse than him being one. Um, They told her to stop but she had all the evidence and she wasn't about to stop now. So one of the reasons why I think that the police had such a problem with um, Ian or such a problem with her was because for one, she was a sex worker and I guess to them it would have been taboo for a sex worker to kind of accuse someone of sexual abuse. But the thing is, it's pedophilia. It's pedophile acts. So you should be able to at least investigate something like that, no matter who they are. You know what I mean? Um, I don't condone that she was a sex worker. Apparently she's a former sex worker now. She doesn't do it anymore. But the fact is, is that, you know, she had evidence, you should have at least looked at that. Another, I believe, is because I believe that the police force 
can be involved in sex trafficking as well or sexual acts towards minors or children because I feel like any type of position of authority, whether it be a priest, a pastor, a policeman, a celebrity, an elite politician, I believe that that sense of control can overtake someone in order to do evil things and uh, that's where I feel that everyone should be accused, or not accused, but everyone should be charged for the acts that they do, no matter who they are, and they should be punished with the fullest extent of the law because of this. But he loved the fact that he could make his fans do what he wanted and even have them give him their children to victimize. Yeah. Yeah, you heard that right. She ended up doing the work um, the police failed to do. She went back to Ian, and this time when she uh, showed... I'm sorry, when he showed her the content, he, she acted um, interested, basically. She acted this way to gain his trust and to gather more evidence, and he continued to send her and send her more pornographic images of children and uh, she archived it and sent it to the uh, association of the chief of police officers explaining everything to them. Now you'd expect that the chief of police would do something, but yeah, no. But she specifically told them that he had been raping a child on a regular basis with the mother's approval and assistance. Again, nothing was done and she didn't stop um, and knew that the identity of the mother, or she knew the identity of the mother and who was subjecting her child to this abuse and contacted the father of the child. So, uh, she once again contacted the South Wales police this time regarding, uh, the Skype call she had with, with Ian, uh, where he proclaims, um, his liking to victimizing children. She was brushed off again. Six months later, his home was raided and took, and they took every electronic and drug and any type of paraphernalia from his home. The police had to bring in a certain division in order to crack the password on his laptop, which was I fuck kids with a Z. Like, this guy was proud of his fucking self. Like, who the fuck does that? There were thousands of images that were found, including minors, babies, and animals. The mothers who were uh, involved in the assault of their own children were also charged and uh, for taking part in the assault and rape. They willingly took part in videos as well, even after all the charges. Uh, he maintained his innocence, even his mother proclaiming that his innocence... Yeah. She basically just proclaimed his innocence and said that he will have his day in court. Um, Ian immediately pled guilty, admitting to what he had done when he actually went to court. So, this here is the sentencing report in court. This is uh, some things that the judge has said before he ruled uh, this guy to be in jail for 35 years. There was porn found on your computer of children ages 12 to 14 years and nine, 90 indecent photos of children 2 to 14 years. 32 false images of extreme pornography, 
uh, 22 images of bestiality, including vaginal and oral sex with dogs. Yeah, okay. Trigger warning. Okay. This is going to get much more worse. Okay, so suspect B and A, that's what we're going to call them. These are the two mothers that ended up um, basically just letting their children be exploited by Ian. Um, one had a son, one had a daughter, so suspect B had a son, so we are going to be talking about her real quick. So, the judge does address her um, as P, I think, or they do have, like, the real names, but in the um, report they were redacted for their safety and stuff like that, but we're going to call them suspect B and A, just for my reference. So you were 19 when you had communications between you and Watkins. March um, and April 2012 are disturbing. The fact that you were manipulated by Watkins may be obvious, but you were a mother. Your infant was only 10 months old. A mother naturally loves, protects, shields, and nurtures and cherishes your inf um, their infant. Your infant would have trusted you implicitly, and you have betrayed that trust. Detailed discussions about acts you both were going to inflict on your infant. You told the police that you met Watkins at the Copthorne Hotel in Cardiff, March 21st. Watkins messaged you, saying, Come down this weekend and we can fuck him up again. This is what he's saying towards the the enthusiasm that he he has towards her son he just he wants to fuck him up again tell me if you want to get your dick in our boy she replied referring to getting your boy high on ice or methamphetamines this is what led you up to the session in the K West Hotel in London there is a video of this. Uh, the 2nd and 3rd of April uh, presented your baby to him so he could try and rape him. You can be heard encouraging him to do it. The enjoyment on your face that can be seen of what you are doing is both sickening and incomprehensible. 24th of May. You messaged, the boy is ready to be abused. If you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Which makes me so much more angry. I mean, the fact that you were manipulated, I don't think you were manipulated. A manipulated person wouldn't fucking say, this boy is ready to be abused. No, you were doing this willingly just to be fucking liked. The 2nd of August, he says, To be honest, I think we have gone easy on him so far. Time to teach him to make him learn to love it. That's fucking disgusting. 9th of November sends a picture of, um... You know what, I'm not, I'm not even gonna mention it, just because it's terrible. Um, I think I've already said enough and this act that this mother does to her own son um i don't even want to mention because i don't know how old this child is now but i really don't want to embarrass him um of what his mother actually did to him b 
because that that is the most sickening thing. Like, how the fuck do you enjoy something like that? (sighs) Now we're going to be moving on to Suspect A, who had a daughter. So she was 24 years old, and communications with Watkins started at uh, August 2012. It is not long uh, that those messages turned to child sexual abuse. Talking about moving in together, Ian saying, If you belong to me, so does your baby. Who the fuck says that? Who the fuck says that? And she responds, Understandable, a mother-daughter slave worshipping you. See, this is where I think witchcraft comes in, because who the fuck is so enamored to the point where they want to say, I want to sexually worship you? Like, that's witchcraft to me. So Ian... That's all she will know, a life of filth. B, the good thing about babies is put something near their mouth and they will start sucking it. They continue talking about her and her daughter sharing um, sexual acts with Ian and just, no. They also talked about uh, forcing their daughter to have acts with animals as well. Um, This child was your own flesh and blood. Ian referred to the little girl as my little fuck toy. I cannot begin to explain how much hatred And how confused I fucking am right now. To actually have... I know that there are evil people like this and they exist. I know. I know. But the fact I'm reading it out loud makes it even worse. It, 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 It just makes it real. Like this actually fucking happened to somebody. And, and it took fucking four years since... Joanne actually had proof for the police to do something about it. That's evil. Ian also said that they couldn't that he couldn't wait to get the mother and daughter to use crack cocaine, whoring her out to fat old men who would pay thousands. She needs to know that mommy and daddy don't love her and that she just is only there to make us use your imagination because I'm starting to get sick to my stomach reading it out loud. Um, I... I'm usually the person that has no filter. I'm usually the person that is able to say it without having any type of shame. I'm, I'm usually the person that's able to say what's on my mind, or able to say the the things that other people can't. Your phone? But I'm usually the one that's able to say these things. Um, I'm usually the one that's able to say that this happened, or this is what this person said, and stuff like that, in in total brutal honesty, but... Um... I'm having difficulty now, and, um... I hate it. They, ask, they also talk about torturing her for fun. Like, who the fuck does that? I... 
The suspect took pictures of the girl and sending them to Ian. And they also pleaded, she also pleaded guilty to conspiring rape and assault. Both of them did. You lied and you said you never met up with him and you now say that you did but you left your baby with someone else uh, but both of you intended on raping the child both of you agreed uh, that should take place mr watkins has displayed behavior of extreme sexual emotional and mental abuse psychological abuse to children both male and female especially to his female partners um, it is also my assessment that the child victims in this case appeared to be uh, coincidental to his need to dominate and to test that of the extent of which his sexual partners would collude and participate in his sexual interests. Um, the delight Ian has, this is his psych report, so uh, he had delight um, when engaging in the most terrible offenses, uh, his need to dominate any sexual partner, his uh, corruptive influence on young females, his interest with drugs um, and sexual assault, interest in extreme porn, um, his lack of remorse and evidence of the phone conversations of guilty pleas. The passcode, which also needed a special unit to crack, um, of course, was um, I fuck kids, which is disgusting. The conclusion was made that he is an extreme risk to the public. No shit. Rather, uh, I'm sorry, neither of the suspects at the time before um, they ended up doing stuff. Um, they both didn't appear to have any mental illness, but at least one of them ended up having mixed personality disorder, uh, either during the conversations that Ian had with her or, um, after the psych evaluation. Um, and so, yeah. And they used, I mean, she used her daughter as a token for acceptance of Ian, um, and both showed signs of remorse in court, which to me doesn't, I don't give a shit. The damage is already done. I don't care about your fucking tears. The failure of the police, the drug raid, um, which was initially, uh, what got the police at his door and investigating everything. And then they found everything and they found that that everything that Joanne said was true. Um, but they found, yeah, they found the porn. It, it took four years and it wastes, they wasted four years and the police didn't respond. Ian was sentenced to 29 years in jail, but um, I also heard that he had 35 years in jail. Um, the police turned a deaf ear to his accusations and didn't, um, I'm sorry, to the accusations towards him and uh, didn't think that Joanne was a credible witness because she was a sex worker. Six people also came forward who were deemed um, not credible witnesses. Um, no one rests, no questioning from Ian or to Ian. No one actually investigated this. Um, the police apologized for not reacting fast enough and one policeman was charged 
and was put into uh, disciplinary action. Three South Wales officers retired before they could even go under disciplinary action. So, that is the podcast today. Um, I'm not gonna... I don't really know what else to say. Um, The fact that... Give me a minute, let me get out of here. The fact that someone was that evil to the point where they would subject children to that I think is the most extreme case I've actually researched and it kind of made it it did it made me sick to my stomach to even read about it it's one thing to research it all but it's one thing to actually kind of like give it out to you guys it's actually painful so with that Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the trenches next time.